हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम प्रदीप आचार्या नाउ आई विल डिस्कस अबाउट द ग्रेविमेट्रिक एनालिसिस एंड प्रेसिपिटेशन इक्लूबिया आई विल स्टार्ट दिस टॉपिक इन दिस एपिसोड दिस टॉपिक हैज बीन टेकन फ्रॉम चैप्टर नंबर टेन ऑफ द बुक एंडल केमिस्ट्री authors gd christian and others so today's learning objectives are steps of a gravimetric analysis that means precipitation digestion filtration washing drying weighing and calculation so gravimetric calculations also i'll discuss in addition the solubility product and the common ion effect this most important that also is the learning objective and last the diverse ion effect so one by one i'll do this Gravimetric analysis is one of the most accurate and precise methods of macro quantitative analysis. In this process the analyte is selectively converted to an insoluble form. The separated precipitate is dried or ignited possibly in another form. and is accurately weighed from the weight of the precipitate and a knowledge of its chemical composition we can calculate the weight of analyte in the desired form gravimetric analysis is capable of exceedingly precise analysis in fact gravimetric analysis was used to determine the atomic mass of many elements to six figure accuracy the scientist theodore w richards at harvard university developed highly precise and accurate gravimetric analysis of silver and chlorine He used these methods to determine the atomic weights of 25 elements by preparing pure samples of the chlorides of the elements decomposing known weights of the compounds and determining the chloride content by gravimetric method For this work he was the first American to receive the Nobel prize he was the ultimate analytical chemist gravimetric does not require a series of standards for calculations of an unknown since the calculations are based only on atomic or molecular weights here one thing we have to remember this gravimetric is for the absolute determination 
it is not the relative determination so in the for the gravimetric determination no need to use any standards what we needs only a precise analytical balance is needed for measurements gravimetric analysis due to its high degree of accuracy can also be used to calibrate other instruments in lieu of reference standards while it is tedious and time consuming it may find use where very precise results are needed for example in determining the iron content of an ore whose price is determined by the iron content it is used to determine the chloride content of cement in environmental chemistry sulfate is precipitated with barium ion and in the petroleum field hydrogen sulfide in desulfurization waste water is precipitated with silver ion This chapter describes the specific steps of gravimetric analysis including preparing the solution in proper form for precipitation the precipitation process and how to obtain the precipitate in pure and filterable form the filtration and washing of the precipitate to prevent loss and impurities and heating the precipitate to convert it to a weighable form it gives calculation procedures for computing the quantity of analyte from the weight of precipitate following the principles introduced whatever we discussed in that chapter number 5 it is it also provides some common examples of gravimetric analysis and finally it discusses the solubility product and associated precipitation equilibria now we'll understand how to perform a successful gravimetric analysis A successful gravimetric analysis consists of a number of important operations designed to obtain a pure and filterable precipitate suitable for weighing. You may wish to precipitate silver chloride from a solution of chloride by adding silver nitrate. There is more to the procedure than simply pouring in silver nitrate solution. and then filtering what steps are needed the steps required in a gravimetric analysis after the sample has been dissolved can be summarized as follows number 1 preparation of the solution number 2 precipitation number 3 digestion number 4 filtration number 5 washing number 6 drying or igniting number 7 weighing and number 8 calculation so now i'll start one by one 
फर्स्ट प्रिपरेशन ऑफ द सोल्यूशन द फर्स्ट स्टेप इन परफॉर्मिंग ग्रेबिमेटिक एनालिसिस इज टू प्रिपेयर द सोल्यूशन सम फॉर्म ऑफ प्रिलिमिनरी सेपरेशन मे बी नेसेसरी टू एलिमेट एलिमिनेट इंटरफेरिंग मेटेरियल्स ऑल्सो वी मस्ट एडजस्ट द सोल्यूशन कंडीशंस टू मेंटेन लो सोलबिलिटी ऑफ द पेसिपिटेड एंड टू ऑप्टेन इट इन ए फॉर्म सुटेबल फॉर फिल्ट्रेशन proper adjustment of the solution conditions prior to precipitation may also marks potential interference factors that must be considered include the volume of the solution during precipitation the concentration range of the test substance the presence and concentrations of other constituents the temperature and the ph although preliminary separations may be required in other instances the precipitation step in gravimetric analysis is sufficiently selective that other separations are not required The pH is important because it often influences both the solubility of the ideal precipitate and the possibility of interference from other substance. For example, calcium oxalate is insoluble in basic medium, but at low pH the oxalate ion combines with the hydrogen ions to form a weak acid and begins to dissolve 8 hydroxyquinoline that means oxin also known as 8 quinolinol and it can be used to precipitate a large number of elements but by controlling ph we can precipitate elements selectively aluminum ion can be precipitated at ph 4 but the concentration of the anion form of oxygen o x i n e we have to remember this spelling it is too low at this ph to precipitate magnesium ion so in this way we can precipitate selectively the metals by using the oxin reagents and why the magnesium ion will do this because magnesium oxinate has a much greater solubility product the solubility product concept we'll discuss later in this episode a higher ph is required to shift the ionization step to the right in order to precipitate magnesium if the ph is too high however magnesium hydroxide will precipitate causing interference the effects of the other factors 
will become apparent as we discuss the next step the precipitation step so now we'll understood that they'll do precipitate but under the right conditions after preparing the solution the next step is to do the precipitation against certain conditions are important the precipitate should first be sufficiently insoluble that the amount lost due to solubility will be negligible it should consist of large crystals that can be easily filtered all precipitates tend to carry some of the other constituents of the solution with them this contamination should be negligible keeping the crystals large can minimize this contamination we can achieve an appreciation of the proper conditions for precipitation by first looking at the precipitation process when a solution of a precipitating precipitating agent is added to a test solution to form a precipitate such as in the addition of silver nitrate to a chloride solution to precipitate silver chloride the actual precipitation occurs in a series of steps the precipitation process involves heterogeneous equilibria and as such is not instantaneous the equilibrium condition is described by the solubility product first supersaturation occurs that is the solution phase contains more of the dissolved salts than it can carry at equilibrium this is a metastable condition and the driving force will be for the system to approach equilibrium that means saturation this is started by nucleation for nucleation to occur a minimum number of particles must come together to produce macroscopic nuclei of the solid phase the higher the degree of supersaturation the greater the rate of nucleation the formation of a greater number of nuclei per unit time will ultimately produce more typical crystals of smaller size the total crystal surface area will be larger and there will be more danger than that impurities will be absorbed although nucleation should theoretically occur spontaneously it is usually induced for example on dust particles crash on the vessel surface or added seed crystals of the precipitate and it is not in quantitative analysis following nucleation the initial nucleus will grow by depositing other precipitate particles to form a crystal of a certain geometric shape 
again the greater the super saturation the more rapid the crystal growth rate and increased growth rate increase the chance of imperfections in the crystal and trapping of impurities von weimann he discovered that the particle size of precipitate is inversely proportional to the relative supersaturation of the solution during the precipitation process that means the equation is relative supersaturation is equal to q minus s whole divided by s for the capital q is the concentration of the mixed reagent before precipitation occurs capital s is the solubility of the precipitate at equilibrium and the q minus s this value is the degree of supersaturation so this ratio q minus x whole divided by s which is relative supersaturation is also called the von weimann ratio as we mentioned when a solution is supersaturated it is a state of metastable equilibria and this favors rapid nucleation to form a large number of small particles that is the high relative supersaturation it will form many small crystals and many small crystal means its surface area will be high and when low relative supersaturation then will get the fewer larger particles and in this case the total surface area will be low obviously then we want to keep q low and s high during precipitation several steps are commonly taken to maintain favorable conditions for precipitation number 1 precipitate from dilute solution this keeps q low number 2 add dilute precipitating reagents slowly with effective stirring this also keeps q low stirring prevents local excess of the reagent number 3 precipitate from hot solution this increase s the value of s the solubility should not be too great or the precipitation will not be quantitative with less than 1 ppt that means 1 parts per 1000 remaining the bulk of the precipitation may be performed in the hot solution and then the solution may be cooled to make the precipitation quantitative and last point number 4 precipitate at as low a ph as is possible to maintain quantitative precipitation as we have seen many precipitates are more soluble in acid medium and this slows the rate of precipitation they are more soluble because the anion of the precipitate 
that means which comes from a weak acid it combines with protons in the solution most of these operations can also decrease the degree of contamination the concentration of impurities is kept lower and their solubility is increased and the slower rate of precipitation decrease their chance of being trapped the larger crystals have a smaller specific surface area that means a smaller surface area relative to the mass and so have less chance of absorbing impurities note that the most insoluble precipitate do not make the best candidate for pure and readily filterable precipitates an example is hydrous iron iron oxide that means iron hydroxide it forms a gelatinous precipitate of large surface area when the precipitation is performed a slight excess of precipitating reagent is added to decrease the solubility by mass action that means common ion effect common ion effect we will discuss later and to assure complete precipitation a large excess of precipitating agent should be avoided because this increased chance of adsorption on the surface of the precipitate in addition to being wasteful if the approximate amount of analyte is known a 10% excess of reagent is generally added completeness of precipitation is checked by weighting until the precipitate has settled and then adding a few drops of precipitating reagents to the clear solution above it if no new precipitate forms then we'll understand that precipitation is complete now i'll discuss about the how to digest the precipitate to make larger and more pure crystals we know that very small crystals with a large specific surface area have a higher surface energy and a higher apparent solubility than large crystals this is an initial rate phenomenon and does not represent the equilibrium condition and it is one consequence of heterogeneous equilibria when a precipitate is allowed to stand in the presence of the mother liquor mother liquor is the solution from which it was precipitated the large crystals grow at the expense of the small ones this process is called digestion or oswald ripening small particles have greater surface energy associate with a greater surface area and display somewhat greater solubility than larger particles 
the small particles tend to dissolve and reprecipitate on the surface of the larger crystals in addition individual particles agglomerate to effectively share a common counterion layer and the agglomerated particles finally cement together by forming connecting bridge this noticeably noticeably decrease the surface area also imperfections of the crystals tend to disappear and adsorbed or trapped impurities tend to go into solution digestion is usually done at elevated temperature to speed the process although in some case it is done at room temperature it improves both the filterability of the precipitate and its purity many precipitates do not give a favorable von wormann ratio von wormann ratio i just discussed previously and it especially very insoluble ones hence it is impossible to yield a crystalline precipitate that means small number of large particles and the precipitate is fast colloidal that means large number of small particles colloidal particles are very small that means 1 to 100 nanometer and have a very large surface to mass ratio which promotes surface adsorption they are formed by virtue of the precipitation mechanism as a precipitate forms the ions are arranged in a fixed pattern in silver chloride as for example there will be alternating ag plus and cl minus ions on the surface while there are localized plus and minus charge on the surface the net surface charge is zero however the surface does tend to adsorb the ion of the precipitate particle that is in excess in the solution for example ag plus if precipitating cl minus with an excess of ag plus ions and then this imparts a charge that means with crystalline precipitate the degree of such adsorption will generally be small in comparison with particles that tend to form colloid the adsorption creates a primary layer that is strongly adsorbed and is an integral part of the crystal it will attract ion of the opposite charge in a counter layer or secondary layer so the particle will have an overall neutral charge there will be solvent molecules interspersed between the layers normally the counter layer completely neutralizes the primary layer and is close to it so the particles will collect together to form larger particles that is they will coagulate 
However, if the secondary layer is loosely bound, the primary surface charge will tend to repel like particles, maintaining a colloidal state. When coagulated particles are filtered, they retain the adsorbed primary and secondary ion layers along with solvent. Washing the particles with water increases the extent of solvent. that means water molecules between the layers causing the secondary layers to be loosely bound and the particles revert to the colloidal state this process is called peptidation and is discussed in more details below where we describe washing the precipitate adding an electrolyte will result in a closer secondary layer and will promote coagulation heating tends to decrease adsorption and the effective charge in the adsorbed layer thereby aiding coagulation stirring will also help while all colloidal systems cause difficulties in analytical determination some are worse than others depending on the affinity of the dispersed material for water colloidal systems can be classified into hydrophilic that means water loving and hydrophobic that means hydrophobic means do not like water so the colloidal systems can be classified into hydrophilic and hydrophobic while the hydrophilic tends to produce stable dispersion in water but the hydrophobic ones tend to aggregate coagulation of a hydrophobic colloid is fairly easy and results in a curdy precipitate an example is silver chloride coagulation of a hydrophilic colloid such as hydrous ferric oxide is more difficult and it produce a gelatinous precipitate that is difficult to filter because it tends to clog the pores of the filter in addition gelatinous precipitates adsorbed impurities readily because of their very large surface area sometimes a reprecipitation of the filtered precipitate is required during the reprecipitation the concentration of impurities in solution from the original sample matrix has been reduced to a low level and adsorption will be very small despite the colloidal nature of silver chloride the gravimetric determination of chloride is one of the most accurate determinations compared to other techniques such as stoichiometry in fact it was used for atomic weight determination by t w richards who used nephelometry that means light scattering to correct for colloidal silver chloride now i'll discuss about the impurities in precipitates precipitates tend to carry down from the solution other constituent that are normally soluble causing the precipitate to become contaminated this process is called coprecipitation 
the process may be equilibrium based or kinetically controlled there are a number of ways in which a foreign material may be co-precipitated number 1 occlusion and inclusion in the process of occlusion material that is not part of the crystal structure is trapped within a crystal for example water may be trapped in pockets when silver nitrate crystals are formed and this can be removed to a degree by dissolution and recrystallization if such mechanical trapping occurs during a precipitation process the water will contain dissolved impurities inclusion occurs when ions generally of similar size and charge are trapped within the crystal lattice that means isomorphous inclusion as with potassium ion in NH4MgPO4 precipitation these are not equilibrium process occluded or included impurities are difficult to remove digestion may help some but is not completely effective the impurities can not be removed by washing purification by dissolving and reprecipitating is helpful now number 2 surface adsorption as we have already mentioned the surface of the precipitate will have a primary adsorbed layer of the lattice ions in excess this results in surface adsorption the most common form of contamination for example after barium sulfate is completely precipitated the lattice ion in excess will be barium and this will form the primary layer the counter ion will be a foreign anion say nitrate two for each barium that means two numbers of nitrate groups for each barium atom the net effect then is an adsorbed layer of barium nitrate and equilibrium based process this adsorbed layer can often be removed by washing or they can be replaced by ions that are readily volatilized gelatinous precipitate are especially troublesome though digestion reduced the surface area and therefore the adsorbed amount now next point number 3 isomorphous replacement two compounds are said to be isomorphous if they have the same type of formula and crystallize in similar geometric forms when their lattice dimensions are about the same one ion can replace another in a crystal resulting in a mixed crystal this process is called isomorphous replacement or isomorphous substitution for example 
in the precipitation of magnesium ion mg2+ as magnesium ammonium phosphate then the potassium ion k+ has nearly the same ionic size as ammonium ion in h4+ and can replace it to form magnesium potassium phosphate isomorphous replacement when it occurs cause major interference and little can be done about it precipitates in which it occurs are seldom used analytically chlorides can not be selectively determined by precipitation as agcl for example in the presence of other halides and vice versa mixed crystal formation is a form of equilibrium precipitate formation although it may be influenced by the rate of precipitation such a mixed precipitate is akin to a solid solution the mixed crystal may be spatially homogeneous if the crystal is in equilibrium with the final solution composition that means homogeneous coprecipitation or heterogeneous if it is in instantaneous equilibrium with the solution as it forms and it is called the heterogeneous coprecipitation as the solution co- composition change during precipitation now number 4th and last point post precipitation sometimes when the precipitate is allowed to stand in contact with the mother liquor a second substance will slowly form a precipitate when the precipitating reagent this is called post precipitation for example when the calcium oxalate is precipitated in the presence of magnesium ions magnesium oxalate does not immediately precipitate because it tends to form supersaturated solutions but it will precipitate if the solution is allowed to stand too long before being filtered similarly copper sulfide will precipitate in acid solution in the presence of zinc ions without zinc sulfide being precipitated but eventually zinc sulfide will precipitate post precipitation is a slow equilibrium process now i'll discuss about washing and filtering the precipitates coprecipitate impurities especially those on the surface can be removed by washing the precipitate after filtering the precipitate will be wet with the mother liquor which is also removed by washing many precipitates cannot be washed with pure water because peptidation occurs this is the reverse of coagulation as it is that peptidation is previously mentioned the process of coagulation is at least partially reversible as we have seen coagulated 
particles have a neutral layer of adsorbed primary ions and counter ions we also saw that the presence of another electrolyte will cause the counter ions to be forced into closer contact with the primary layer thus promoting coagulation these foreign ions are carried along in the coagulation washing with water will dilute and remove foreign ions and the counter ions will occupy a larger volume with more solvent molecules between it and the primary layer the result is that the repulsive force between particles become strong again and the particles partially revert to the colloidal static and pass through the filter this can be prevented by adding the an electrolyte to the wash liquid for example nitric acid or ammonium nitrate for silver chloride precipitate but not the potassium nitrate since it is non volatile the electrolyte must be one that is volatile at the temperature to be used for drying or ignition and it must not dissolve the precipitate for example dilute nitric acid is used as the wash solution for silver chloride the nitric acid replaces the adsorbed layer of silver ion oblique anion and it is volatilized when dried at 110 degree centigrade ammonium nitrate is used as the wash electrolyte for hydrous ferric oxide it is decomposed to ammonia nitric acid nitrogen gas and oxides of nitrogen when the precipitate is dried by ignition at a high temperature when you wash a precipitate you should conduct a test to determine when the washing is complete this is usually done by testing the filtrate for the presence of an ion of the precipitating reagent After several washing with small volumes of the wash liquid a few drops of the filtrate are collected in a test tube for the testing For example if chloride ion is determined by precipitating with silver nitrate reagent the filtrate is tested for silver ion by adding sodium chloride or dilute hydrochloric acid you already described this technique of filtering at the chapter number 2 now i'll discuss about drying or igniting the precipitate if the collected precipitate is in a form suitable for weighing it must be heated to remove water and to remove the adsorbed electrolyte from the wash liquid this drying can easily be done by heating at 110 to 120 degree centigrade for 1 to 2 hours 
ignition at a much higher temperature is usually required if a precipitate must be converted to a more suitable form for weighing for example magnesium ammonium phosphate that means mgnh4po4 it is decomposed to the pyrophosphate whose formula is mg2p2o7 by heating at 900 degrees centigrade hydrospheric oxide that means fe2o3.xh2o small x it denotes the number of water molecule attached to the ferric oxide and this hydrospheric oxide is ignited to the anhydrospheric oxide many metals that are precipitated by organic reagents as for example 8 hydroxyquinoline or by sulfide can be ignited to their oxide this technique of igniting a precipitate is also described in the chapter number 2 now i'll discuss about the gravimetric calculations that means how much analyte is there during the gravimetric estimation the precipitate weight is usually in a different form than the analyte whose weight we wish to report the principles of converting the weight of one substance to that of another you can find uh, this weight in the chapter number 5 for the conversion of the weight of the substance from another substance using stoichiometric mole relationship here we introduce the gravimetric factor which is symbolized by gf capital g capital a it represents the weight of analyte per unit weight of precipitate it is obtained from the ratio of the formula weight of the analyte to that of the precipitate multiplied by the moles of analyte per mole of precipitate obtained from each mole of analyte that is gf is equal to formula weight analyte unit is gram per mole divided by the formula weight precipitate it is also unit is gram per mole and whole multiplied by a by b and then it is equal to the gram analyte per gram precipitate so if the chlorine molecule cl2 in a sample is converted to chloride and precipitated as agcl the weight of chlorine that gives 1 g of agcl is the calculation the gram of cl2 is equal to gram of agcl multiplied by the formula weight of cl2 divided by the formula weight of agcl multiplied by 1 by 2 so ultimate the final result 
इट उल बी द ग्राम ऑफ एजिसियल मल्टीप्लाइड बाई जीरो पॉइंट टू फोर सेवन थ्री सेवन एंड यूनिट इज ग्राम ऑफ सी एल टू डिवाइडेड बाई ग्राम ऑफ एजिसियल सो हेयर दिस ग्रेविटी फैक्टर इट्स वैल्यू इज जीरो पॉइंट टू फोर सेवन थ्री दैट्स वाई दिस ग्रेविमेटिक फैक्टर दिस वैल्यू इज इंक्लूडेड इन द फाइनल कैलकुलेशन In this book there are some example problem is there you can find in this book suppose example the um, silver phosphates by gravimetric estimation how it is what is the value of it the calculation you can find in this book In gravimetric analysis we are generally interested in the percent composition by weight of the analyte in the sample that is percent substance shot is equal to weight of substance shot in gram divided by weight of sample in gram and whole multiplied by the 100% we obtain the weight of substance shot from the weight of the precipitate and the corresponding weight per mole relationship the weight of substance shot in gram is equal to weight of precipitate in gram multiplied by the formula weight substance shot unit is gram per mole and whole divided by the formula weight precipitate its unit also gram per mole and multiplied by a by b then ultimately it is equal to again the weight of precipitate in gram multiplied by the gravimetric factor gf and then the calculation on percent basis percent a is equal to ga by g sample multiplied by the 100% where ga that is small g subscript capital a it represents the gram of analyte that means the desired test samples and g sample small g subscript sample in small letter it represents the gram of sample taken for analysis we can write a general formula for calculating the percentage composition of the substance shot so percent shot is equal to weight of precipitate in gram multiplied by the gravimetric factor Which unit also gram shot divided by gram precipitate and whole divided by the weight of sample in gram, and this whole is multiplied by the hundred percent. Now examples of gravimetric analysis. Some of the most precise and accurate analyses are based on gravimetry. there are many examples and you should be familiar with some of the more common ones for analyzing the iron the precipitate formed is the iron hydroxide ferric hydroxide fuo is hydroxide or ferric cuprofrate and final precipitate weight will be the fe2o3 and here the other metals can interfere example aluminum titanium chromium etc 
and some tetravalent metals also if you want to analyze the aluminum by gravimetry method then precipitate you to form is the aluminum hydroxide or aluminum oxane then the precipitate you to weight as alumina l2o3 or aluminum oxane and here also iron titanium chromium may interfere but magnesium does not interfere in the acidic solution similarly you can analyze by this gravimetric method calcium precipitate as calcium oxalate and precipitate weight as the calcium carbonate or calcium oxide and here interference is all metals except alkalis and magnesium similarly other types of metals and groups and anions non metal you can measure by gravimetric method as for example magnesium zinc barium sulfate chloride silver phosphate and nickel in same way you have to form the precipitate and then you have to weight the precipitate maybe precipitate formed and precipitate weight it is a different and here also interference is there so this detail is given in a table in this book if you are interested please go through this here you can sign you can find that some of some of these analysis are very selective and others are very broad in the number of elements they will precipitate organic precipitating agent have the advantage of giving precipitant with very low solubility in water and a favorable gravimetric factor most of them are chelating agent that form slightly soluble uncharged chelates with the metal ion a chelating agent is a type of complexing agents that has two or more groups capable of complexing with a metal ion the complex formed is called a chelate since chelating agents are weak acids the number of elements precipitate and thus the selectivity can usually be regulated by adjustment of the ph the reactions can be generalized as m n plus when a charge is small n plus plus nhx where the n is the number of moles then it will form m xn plus nh plus there may be more than one ionized proton on the organic reagent the weaker the metal chelate the higher the precipitate needed to achieve precipitation some of the commonly used organic precipitant you can find now in the same table whatever i discussed in this book some of these precipitates are not stoichiometric and more accurate results are obtained by igniting them to form the metal oxides example if you want to estimate the iron then you have to precipitate at the iron hydroxide that will ferric hydroxide which is not stoichiometric 
and then if you ignite it then you will get the Fe2O3 iron oxide which is stoichiometric and that you have to wait and get the value with the using of the gravimetry factor so some such as the another example that sodium diethyl dithiocarbamate can be used to perform group separation as is done with hydrogen sulfide you should consult specialized reference text at the end of the chapter for applications of these and organic other organic precipitant reagents the multi volume treatise by holling shed on the use of oxin and its derivatives is very useful for application of this versatile reagent now precipitation equilibria that means the solubility product when substance have limited solubility and their solubility is exceed the ions of the dissolved portion exist in equilibrium with the solid material so called insoluble compounds generally exhibit this property when a compound is referred to as insoluble it is actually not completely insoluble but is slightly soluble For example if solid AgCl is added to water a small portion of it will dissolve and it will form by the equation AgCl it will form the AgCl in aqueous and then ultimately it will form it will dissolve it is soluble to form the Ag plus plus Cl minus that means a small portion of AgCl will form the Ag plus and cl minus the precipitate will have a definite solubility that is a definite amount that will dissolve in gram per liter or mole per liter whatever you need at a given temperature that means a saturated solution a small amount of undissociated compound usually exist in equilibrium in the aqueous phase as for example on the order of 0.1% although usually less for the precipitation employed for analysis and depending on ksp solubility product constant capital k subscript small s small p and its concentration is constant it is difficult to measure the undissociated species and we are interested in the ionized form as a measure of a compound's solubility and chemical availability hence we can generally neglect the presence of any undissociated pieces we can write an overall equilibrium constant for the above stepwise equilibrium which is called the solubility product that means ksp it is called the solubility product so agcl3 aqueous cancels when the two stepwise equilibrium constant are multiplied together that means the concentration of any solid such as agcl is constant and is combined in the equilibrium constant to give ksp so 
here one thing we have to remember that solubility product ksp is very important so the relationship ksp is equal to the concentration of ag plus multiplied by the concentration of cl minus holds regardless of the presence of any undissociated intermediates that is the concentration of free ions are rigorously defined by this equation and we will take this as a measure of a compound solubility from a knowledge of the value of the solubility product at a specified temperature we can calculate the equilibrium solubility of the compound the solubility product is determined by the reverse order by measuring the solubility the amount of a slightly soluble salt that dissolves does not depend on the amount of the solid in equilibrium with the solution so long as some solid is present instead the amount that dissolves depends on the volume of the solvent a non symmetric salt that means one in which the cation and anion are not in the same ratio such as ag2cro4 would have a ksp as follows that means ag2cro4 is in equilibrium with 2ag plus plus cro4 2 minus and then the ksp is equal to the square of the concentration of ag plus multiplied by the concentration of cro4 2 minus such electrolyte do not dissolve or dissociate in steps because there are really strong electrolytes that portion that dissolves ionize completely therefore we do not have stepwise ksp values as with any equilibrium constant the ksp product holds under all equilibrium condition at the specified temperature since we are dealing with heterogeneous equilibria the equilibrium state is achieved more slowly than with homogeneous solution equilibria now decreasing the solubility another topic the decreasing the solubility the common ion effect if there is an excess of one ion over the other the concentration of the other ions is suppressed and this is called the common ion effect and the solubility of the precipitate is decreased we can still calculate the concentration from the solubility product there are some example based on this topic you can find in this book so another topic we to mention that solubility depends on the stoichiometry there is a list in the table in this book there the some solubility products along with the corresponding calculated molar solubilities for some slightly soluble salts is mentioned the molar solubility is not necessarily directly proportional to the ksp values since it depends on the stoichiometry of the salt the ksp of silver iodide agi is 5 multiplied by 10 to the 15 larger than that of the aluminum hydroxide al which whole thrice but its molar solubility is only twice that of al which whole thrice that is a 1 to 1 ratio of salt has a lower solubility than a non symmetric salts 
for a given ksp note that hgs that means mercury sulfide has a solubility product of only 4 multiplied by 10 to the minus 53 so much low with a molar solubility of 6 multiplied by 10 to the minus 27 molar this corresponds to less than one ion each of hg2 plus and s2 minus in a liter in equilibrium with the precipitate and it would take some 280 liter for two ions to exist together can you calculate this using avogadro's number i think you can calculate it if you try so it is like two ions finding each other in a good size bathtub actually they find the precipitate a more complete list of solubility products you can find in this book now i'll discuss about the diverse ion effect on solubility hsp and activity coefficient During describing the chapter number 6 we define the thermodynamic equilibrium constant written in terms of the activities to account for the effects of inert electrolyte on equilibria The presence of diverse salts will generally increase the solubility of precipitates due to the shielding of the dissociated ion pieces that means their activity is decreased Consider the solubility of silver chloride AgCl that Thermodynamic stability product Ksp is Ksp is equal to the activity of Ag plus multiplied by the activity of the chloride ion, and then it is it is equal to the molar concentration of Ag plus multiplied by the F Ag plus. and again the multiplied by the molar concentration of cl minus and multiplied by the f cl minus what is f you can find this in the chapter number 6 since the concentration solubility product ckp is concentration of ag plus multiplied by the concentration of cl minus then that equation will be ksp is equal to ckp which is defined by the concentration solubility product multiplied by the fag plus multiplied by the fcl minus and final whatever the equation is ckp c means c small c superscript capital k and subscript sp this symbol is denoting for the concentration solubility product and it is equal to the ksp all divided by f ag plus multiplied by fcl minus the numerical value of ksp holds at all activities ckp equals ksp at zero ionic strength but at appreciable ionic strength a value must be calculated for each ionic strength using this equation note that this equation shows as we predicted qualitatively with 
decreased activity of the ions will result in an increased ckspi and therefore an increase in molar solubility and with this this is the end of describing the chapter number 10 which contains the gravimetric analysis thank you so much to be with me and please continue with me with this podcast thank you